Welcome back to The Shepherd's Pie, a slice of hope to raise faithful kids. I'm Tony Kolank. I'm a professor at Ave Maria School of Law, father of five kids, and a columnist for Practical Homeschooling Magazine. I'm also the author of the young adult fiction series, The Harwood Mysteries, and I've been working hard writing book six in that series. Book five releases in October of this year. But today I have as my guest Maurice Prater, the Advancement Director for the Missionaries of the Holy Family, and we're going to be talking about ways to incorporate the faith into our family life. My guest today is Maurice Prater, the Advancement Director for the Missionaries of the Holy Family, which is a religious order of Catholic priests and brothers. He was the in-house editor of the community's Holy Family Prayer Book, which was actually published by Ligori Publications, and he's worked in the Ministries of Communications and Development since 1999. And he's also published four children's books with Divine Providence Press, including the most recent one, which we're going to be talking about today, called Kiss Me Goodnight. Maurice, welcome back to The Shepherd's Pie. Thanks, Tony. Thanks for having me. I appreciate being on your show. I've enjoyed having you as a guest. And for those who might not remember our first interview, it's been almost two years now. Tell us a little bit about kind of what you do and, and what these uh, missionaries of the Holy Family are, and for folks who aren't familiar with them. Missionaries of the Holy Family, they're um, a religious order of Catholic priests and brothers, and their whole care is um, proclaiming the Holy Family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph as the model of holiness for all families. They work in parishes, they work in schools. They help with our benefactors build water wells, like in places like Madagascar, so they have clean water. They help uh, build uh, mission churches. And so it's all about holding up the model of the Holy Family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph as the role model for every family. Sounds like a great ministry. And I mentioned in the intro that you have four children's books with Divine Providence Press. This latest book is a bit different from the other three. Maybe let's just quickly uh, mention the other three for folks who might be interested in that. Now, the first three are kind of catechetical in nature. The first one is counting on faith, and that's um, learning your numbers from Scripture. And then saved by the alphabet. That is for children to learn their alphabet, again, from sacred scripture. And then the third one is what color is heaven? And that is for children to learn their colors from scripture. So basically, when they're learning the count, they're learning their ABCs, they're learning their colors, they're also learning about their Catholic faith straight from the Holy Bible. Now, this last book, though, Kiss Me Goodnight, seems to take a different approach. So maybe uh, tell us a little bit, how'd you come up with the idea for uh, this fourth book? Kiss Me Goodnight, yes, is not a catechetical book. It's more of a book, you know, written from the heart uh, about uh, memories, memories of your childhood. And I got the idea was, I was at Mass, and then after Holy Communion during that time of reflection there, and this was about a year after my mom died, and I was thinking about myself as a little boy and my memories of my family, you know, especially my mom, but my family in general, and, and what uh, was important to me. And so I remember like the last thing every night that I remember is my mom kissing me goodnight before I went to sleep. That's the last thing I remember. And so I thought, that's where the idea came from. Kiss me goodnight. That'd be a good title 
for a book and to go over those uh, sweet moments in your life as a childhood uh, that means a lot to you, that a lot of people can relate to and, and kind of take for granted. I mean, as a kid, you know, I didn't realize how much I would cherish them now as an adult. So talking about this, then, this is actually a good segue into what we we're going to be talking about here for our, uh, the rest of our time. And that is just different ways that you can incorporate faith into just everyday family life. And I think the way you've done it in this uh, Kiss Me Goodnight is really beautiful. So maybe we can even address uh, some of those ideas, even just by talking about some of the ways you did it in the book. So you've got these beautiful illustrations and, and you kind of take the reader, um, and I'm assuming this is a book mostly for what age range would you say is, is best for your book? It is uh, preschool through age seven. Often it's going to be the parents reading this book, um, older siblings, teachers. And so it has to appeal to them too. So what you've done here is you've kind of taken us through typical moments of life. And so maybe let's talk a little bit for families, especially with younger kids, and they're trying to figure out, you know, how can we incorporate our faith just into everyday life so that it will be just part of the experience of our kids as they're growing up? Like one of the first things, for instance, when the little boy, the mom wakes up the little boy, is they pray before breakfast. It's just something simple like that, pray before your meals, okay? And then like throughout the day when it's story time, when it's story time, have a book about the faith, a book about the saints, a book about Jesus or the Holy Family. And then at night, like a lot of children, their parents uh, read to them at night before they go to bed. And again, having something about the faith and something that is appealing to children. And then also like the use of holy water. Like I remember uh, my mom before you know, kissing us, you know, there's six siblings, kissing us goodnight would always make the sign of the cross with holy water on our forehead. And she'd have a little saying, it goes something like, may the Lord bless you, protect you from all evil, and bring you to life everlasting. Amen. That's what she would say. The sign of the cross on our forehead, and then kiss us goodnight. And this was after she was reading to us, okay? And it was something about the faith. And, and in particular, I remember the most about mom reading to me are the lives of the saints. That made a big impression on me. And I think that is something that is good in general to have books about the lives of the saints because kids, they like to see uh, people who, who do great things yet are normal people. And by learning about them, they can learn about holiness and virtue. All right. So reading books to them throughout the day and, and making sure those books focus on the faith is important. I want to get back to that in a second. But actually, one thing you said about the making the sign of the cross and essentially parents blessing their children, and I've been listening to the uh, Catechism of a, in a Year with uh, Father Mike Schmitz. Um, oh, yeah, nice. Done that. But I think when he was talking about baptism and going through the Catechism, uh, he touched on that, that parents are actually in a special position to give blessings to their children and making the sign of the cross on your children's forehead, you know, is actually a, a beautiful tradition and, and kind of using that special, I guess, authority or, you know, blessing as a parent on your child. So I'm right. glad you brought that up. I think that's beautiful. Going back to books though, where do you recommend people go to find some of the kinds of picture books that you think 
are the kind that would really be good for kids, you know, instilling their faith at an early age? Well, of course, Divine Providence Press is a place they can go. EWTN Religious Catalog is a place they can go. Our Sunday Visitor is another place that they can go. St. Benedict Press and Tan Books. So there are a lot of publishers out there with good material. Uh, it's just a matter of taking advantage of buying the books and reading them to your children. Yeah, the other thing I always like to remind people when we're thinking about places to find books is their local mom and pop Christian or Catholic bookstore, um, because right. you know those those guys are in some ways getting put out of business by the Amazons of the world. But if there's one thing that you can find in a in a Catholic bookstore, it's usually some really good picture books for kids and uh, kids right. of younger ages. Sometimes it's hard finding books for older ages, and that's where I usually will recommend catholicteenbooks.com which is they've got a lot of books for like your middle school and high school kids on there so that's an, another good resource to go to absolutely yeah. your local uh, catholic bookstore that's the best place to go you know besides being able to see the whole book and hold it in your hand you can ask them if, if they don't have something if they can get it and generally they can okay and they'll hold it for you but they are you know we need to support our catholic bookstores uh, because it seems that there are certain, you know, large conglomerates that are kind of dominating the business scene for them. So it is a struggle. You know, they have to be creative, and and they are being creative, and uh, they deserve for us to go and give them our business. All right. So obviously, reading to kids, blessing your children, uh, making the sign of the cross on their foreheads when you're kissing them good night all beautiful things and ways to kind of connect with the kids. Um, what about some of the other uh, suggestions you might have, especially ones that you've kind of highlighted in this book, Kiss Me Goodnight? Like some things that just happen naturally, right? And when I was, I was small, uh, I didn't really think of it because it was just so natural. Like for instance, dad would leave for work and then dad would give mom a kiss. Dad would give me a kiss right? And then leave. And then Dad would come home, right? And he'd come home at night afterwards and give you a big hug. That was something wonderful that you just, you kind of took for granted. And then as you get older, you realize how important that is for your dad also to show his affection for you and for him to pray with you. So I made it a point in the book that the father is kneeling down at the foot of the bed with his son praying with his son. And because, I mean, as you know, research shows that if children are going to go to mass as adults, that the biggest factor is that the father, they grow up with the father going to mass with them as a family. That's the biggest factor. And the reason, because it's the way God has wired us. The man is supposed to be the best in can, Jesus Christ to his family and to lead his family spiritual. And so that makes a big impact on a children. You know, probably when they're young, they, they can't explain that. But as they get older, they, they realize um, how special that is and how that uh, helps them keep hold of their faith. Even like when they go off to college, what have you, they don't uh, practice like they should. There's a time when people start thinking about what is missing in their life. And there's like a hole in their heart. And they'll remember 
going to mass with mom and dad on Sunday. And so that kind of fuels them to filling that hole in their heart and going back to their faith. It was planted in them as a child. And again, you don't realize that as a child, but it comes to light when you're an adult. Yeah, I've seen some of that same research you're talking about. Of course, nowadays with so many split homes and single parent families, that's difficult. You know, even I, when I was growing up, my dad never went to church with us. It was my mom who brought us to church. And I think that that's the reality in a lot of families. And, you know, it's that modeling, as you point out, the modeling of both parents, not just, you know, the mother uh, of the faith that I think gives the kids the best chance of, even if, like you said, even if they're going to stray away from the faith, there is going to come a time, you know, in all of our lives where we, you know, realize that, you know, whatever it is we're trying to fill our void with is not, not God, is not faith. And, you know, when we start thinking back on our, on our lives, those are the kinds of memories, like you point out. It's like, I mean, my brother is an example. Okay. My brother's not Catholic. My brother, though, married a Catholic woman and they raised their children Catholic. He's sent them to Catholic schools. Even though he is not Catholic, he went every Sunday with his family to Mass. His children are adults now, and they are still in the Catholic Church because they're dead. And he wasn't even Catholic, but he showed them faithfulness, and it stuck. It grew in their hearts. And there's a lot of families where uh, not everyone is Catholic, but I mean, the thing is, is just to share the faith. I mean, the main thing we have in common is Jesus Christ as our Savior. So you keep the focus on Jesus and our Savior, and instead of you know the the smaller differences we have, and it can work out, and and it does, and and it's just a matter of of being there for your children. Like I remember, you know, besides my parents, what I remember the most is not, you know, who gave me. Um, a present at Christmas or for my birthday or for graduation, but was who spent time with me. That's what I remember the most. Who spent time with me? Because that's where the sweet moments come. You know, getting a card with money in the mail, that is nice. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, if, if something's going to impact a child and last or with him, it's did you spend time with the child and what did you do? So I think it's very important. Like I'm a, a godfather to my um, niece and a nephew. And so regardless of where they're at in life, when I send them something about Christmas, about their birthday, it's always faith-based. And I think you just need those reminders. And it's, and it's nothing that is something that is pushy or something over the top. It's just uh, basically a reminder of the faith and how much God loves them. Yeah, you know, you're right. The, I had a lot of relatives and friends of the family growing up but when I think back on the the ones that sort of made a special impact, I remember uh, this one aunt who used to on Christmas Eve come and as we would be tucked into bed, she'd read us "Twas the Night Before Christmas," and just that little bit of you know closeness and reading that book, you know, out of all my relatives, when I think back, even though I didn't spend a lot of time with her, she still kind of has a special sentiment in my heart, and I think it's simply because she took that time. You know, it leads me to something I'm seeing in your illustrations and how you've done this uh, this book, too, is all throughout the book, whether the kids are eating a sandwich, you know, jumping off a bed, or greeting dad at the door, whatever it is, 
there's a lot of affection. There's a lot of physical touching, kissing and yes. hugging and squeezing. Why did you emphasize so much of that? Why is that so important, do you think? Well, because, well, that's what I remember. That's what I remember that made an impact on me. Because children, you know, you go from children to teenager to college students, right? And you always need a lot of reassurance. You need the reassurance. And, and just to show the love to your children or to your siblings or to your parents or your grandparents, that means a lot. And it's, it's that closeness that makes that connection and, and, it, and it's what makes a family. And sometimes it, it's kind of hard to describe a family, you know, especially an extended family, but it boils down to who loves you. And so all of that uh, made an impact on me. And I know that people can relate to that because people uh, remember those who love them. So we've got this physical closeness, the reading, even the, the blessing, all of these things, I think when you put them together, leave, like you mentioned, sort of that mark on the child as they get older. I mean, those of us who have kids uh, know oftentimes those kids are going to stray from the faith. Um, that's been my situation. You know, you have that hope that maybe one day when they get that, you know, inkling to want to come back to God, that it's some of those memories, those warm memories that you're making in this book that are going to help lead them back to the faith. So if folks want to get a hold of not just Kiss Me Goodnight, but your other books, uh, you know, where can they get your books or where would you like them to go to get your books? Well, first of all, as you mentioned before about uh, Catholic bookstores, go to your local Catholic bookstore and ask for the book. That's the best way. Uh, but also, in addition to that, they can go straight to divineprovidencepress.com. You want to get it straight from the publisher. EWTN Religious Catalog carries them. You can go to EWTN, look them up, or call EWTN. Barnes & Noble has it, right? And it's great to have these different suppliers uh, carrying the book and, and making it available. But again, I want to go back to what you said. It is, I think, the first thing to do. The first thing to do is to walk into your Catholic bookstore and ask for the book because they can get it. They might not carry it, uh, but they uh, can be able to order it and bring it in for you. Moving into our final segment, I think we also have some other good suggestions for families to find some of those books that we were talking about that would be good books to read, and we will cover that in our entertainment segment. In our entertainment segment, I'd like to ask our guests if they have a movie or a book or a book series that they might recommend to families, especially on the topic of the day. And Maurice, we talked earlier about some different uh, book places, some book publishers and series. Do you have one that's particularly special to you besides your own, of course? Yes, well, I do. And it's called A Catholic Book Publishing Company. And the reason I bring them up is, well, first of all, they're I think they were started in 1911, and they've been around a long time. But I remember those books on the saints. They, they have a lot of books on the saints, a lot of series. But I remember it was Catholic book publishing that mom would read the lives to the saints to us at night while we were in bed. And, and it made a big impression on me. Like, for instance, my favorite saint at the time when I was little, and I want my mom to read this to me over and over again, was the life of St. Francis of Assisi. And because there was there was a picture of St. Francis Assisi helping Jesus off the cross, 
okay? And I always thought to myself, I want to be that guy. I want to be the guy that helps Jesus off the cross. Now, at the time, I didn't understand the symbolism of that, because that is symbolic of St. Francis of Assisi receiving the stigmata, okay? But anyway, but the story that went with it fascinated me and made an impression on me. And there are, we have so many saints. We have so many saints. We have such a rich history, and there are such good examples. We have young saints and older saints. We have saints who have died for the faith. You know, you have like Saint Maria Goretti, who died because she refused to give up her purity. She refused to give up her purity. I mean, how beautiful is that? She was attacked, and then she was the victim. She chose still to honor God with her body. And these these are wonderful stories for, for children. There are other publishers that carry lives of the saints, but the ones that made the impression on me, and I bring up is Catholic Book Publishing, because those are the books my mom read to me as a child, and that, and Catholic Book Publishing is still around today. It's catholicbookpublishing.com, and they actually have a page specifically on children's books on the saints. And if you go to that and you look through, you're right. These are some of the books that I even remember as a kid, seeing some of these covers, this picture book of saints that they have out by uh, Reverend Lawrence G. Lovasic, I think has been around. Yes. It must be forever because... Yes, it must be forever. <laughs> and yeah, which, you know, he, he's made quite an impact. He's made quite an impact. Even if people don't know his name, they are probably familiar with his books. Yeah, uh, definitely. They're familiar familiar uh, books here. So, um, all right. So that brings me to my final question, then a kind of a, a wrap-up question, if you will. If you have a parent or a grandparent or a teacher, youth minister, somebody who says, hey, Maurice, what's your best advice to me? I really want to just connect the faith to our kids. What's your best one-minute advice you'd give to them? The best advice is to show them that you care about them. I mean, it's hard for people, it's hard for children, I mean, adults, anybody, to listen to people if they don't genuinely show that they care for you. So if you show that you care for them, they're willing to listen to you. They're willing to give you that chance. They, they, might, not, um, they might not accept everything. You know, they might be skeptical depending on the age. But like young children with their innocence, right, they are willing to embrace it. And if you just show that you care and then present your book, your idea uh, in a way that shows that uh, they, you treat them like they are the only person in the world when you're talking to them. And then you'll get their attention. Yeah, that's that's great advice. And that reminds me of the famous uh, saying that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And I think. Yes, right that's beautiful. That. I've heard that, too. I don't know who said that, but somebody attributed that to Teddy Roosevelt recently. Now that I think about it, I think I saw oh, it on okay. Facebook or something. Good advice. All right. Yes. Maurice, it has been wonderful having you uh, on the show and having you back to talk about your new book. Kiss me. Good night. I uh, really appreciate your being here with us today. Yeah, you know, God bless you, Tony, and your family, you know, your 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 work, your ministry, and, and it's an honor, and I, I, I appreciate being on the show, and I congratulate you on all the awards you've won for your books, and I encourage your audience to look up your books as well. I believe you said it's the Harwood Mysteries, so, and that's for like more like uh, middle grades, yes. Middle grade yeah. and teenagers. So, hey, I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. I mean, there are a lot of good authors out there. A lot of people, 
you know, uh, you haven't heard of yet, not yet, right, who have good ideas and good books. And, and the thing is, like, you know, we live in a very secular world where uh, the Catholic faith is kind of pushed away and kind of ignored. But it's all about the good fight. You just keep fighting the good fight, and then you'll make the impact that God wants you to make. Just try to do his will, do your best, and leave the rest up to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Great advice. Amen. Thank you for that. And thank you, Maurice. Uh, unfortunately, that is all the time we have for the show today. Um, we've been speaking with Maurice Prater about different ways to just incorporate the faith into your everyday family life. Again, this is Anthony Barone Colank. If you have a question for me or a topic you want me to cover, just drop me a line on my website at anthonycolank.com. And that's also where you can learn more about that Harwood Mystery series. Until next time, may God bless you and your families as we work together to raise faithful kids. You're listening to WQPH 89.3 FM, Shirley Fitchburg. And now a word from author Peter and Jimmy, who is the host of Your Prayer Intentions, taking place every Saturday at 12.30 p.m. Whether you're donating money or giving us prayers, without you, we don't go on. And if you do want to help us go on, please consider going to WQPHradio.org. There's a donate button there. You can give once, you can give monthly, and it makes a difference. It keeps all of our shows, and we have a great lineup of shows keeps us going and whether you're a fan of uh your prayer intentions whether you like steve's show benedict's hammer sundays at midnight whether you like brother matthew and brother anthony from from the housetops which is on sundays 10 30 a.m and 4 p.m whether you're a fan of the children's rosary which we have every day at 5 p.m seven days a week whether you like our local matter show which is saturday at 11 or talk catholic which comes right after us at 12.30. Larry's Music Off, Sunday at 11 a.m. We have the Shepherd's Pie, Saturdays at 1 p.m. Or Dan and Tom with the 13th Apostle, which comes just before us at 11.30. Any of those shows and all the stuff you donate, you help these things come out. But what's also at the WQPH website, in addition to podcasts of our shows, is the prayer wall. Right on the prayer wall, support WQPH and get WQPH 24 hours a day, 7 days a week on WQPHradio.org.